All right, so let's move on to Supersport. You know, I, <laughs> Supersport is a ton of fun to watch. It really is. I mean, go for it. Especially, I said it in race, uh, a lap one on the Superbike. Well, they're not nearly as racy as the dudes in Supersport on lap one. Because yeah. these cats, these cats are giving no quarter. I mean, they are they are going for it, which makes for unbelievable racing, honestly. Um the race up front in race one was so good. And finishing race one, we had Damia Gerder winning his fourth in a row. Uh, Steven Odendahl finishing second, continuing his good year. And then Philip Odell finishing in third. Nice nice finish for Philip Odell. He, he'd kind of been that speed the whole time, but for one reason or another, he had trouble. And he was a good ways back, but at least he held it together. I think the tire dropped off. Even, um, but he held it together that thing in third and that's that's a good finish for him i think one of the things that i, I i'm just so i'm so uh wowed really i'm just in in awe of what he's doing right now i mean this guy's going over here he wins moto e races then he comes over here he's won four races in a row after race one in world supersport i mean he's having a he's having a dream season in 2021 Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's having the Locatelli season from last year, right? I mean, he's in, he's doing phenomenal. There's nothing else that you can say. I mean, that bike looked really good this weekend, too. That delivery really on that did. bike, it looked great. Um, yeah, it did. You know, I, I you know, I, I mentioned, you know, Odendahl, and he did look really strong. I mean, in the end, he faded a little bit. Um, I don't think, I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody's for Agator right now. We'll see. As a the you know, there's plenty more racing to do, but right now he's gonna run a form. But Steven Odendahl is no slouch. Right, absolutely. he and the Evan Brothers team they they're doing great this year. And we know, you know how he's strong got some that race team wins. Is. You know, I mean, that's Krumacher right. Won that's championship right. Championship with him, so yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Well, yeah, he surely did. And and so you know, it's a great team. And he's not he's not riding poorly this year. I don't I don't mean to take it anything from him. I think you know sometimes you just run into a buzzsaw, and that buzzsaw for these five four races at this point has been Dami Egeter. He's yeah. just on a different level. Absolutely. No, He's just got it all clicking. Yep. Um, again, Philip Odell, good finish to finish third this time. Um, faded badly at the end there. And like I said, I think he said his tire dropped off. Uh, but, you know, I want to mention Jules Cluzel finishing in fourth. Because Jules Cluzel just does not have anything for guys right now. And, and and what I mean by the top, I mean Agater and Odendahl. He's he's nowhere close to these guys ever. He can't do it. He's got nothing all year. And really, including me, thought this guy might challenge for a world title this year. No, I completely agree. I, I mean, we saw him last year. He was the only guy that was able to really take it to Locatelli as best as he could. And um, But this year, he's really not anywhere I, like you said i mean he's just not he's not nearly towards the front the way that we, the way that he was last year the way we saw it and i think he'd been plagued a little bit towards the end of the year by injury uh last year but i don't know if that's something that's still bothering him at this moment or not but no he's not he's not nearly as strong as what we thought yeah, he should be doing um mm-hmm. but you know someone who did come on fairly strong this weekend was randy krumenacher uh you yeah. know we had we'd kind of discredited him and counted him off a little bit and you know, in, in past weeks and thought that we'd really seen the pinnacle of Randy Krubenacker. But, um, you know, this weekend he kind of showed up and said, no, I'm still here. You know, 
I'm, yep. I'm coming to race. So he had to. Yeah, you know, and you fifth, mentioned you think he forgot how to do the uh, the interview. <laughs> Randy Crewman and I absolutely <laughs> forgot how to post race interview uh, in race two. That's funny. <laughs> funny. But I think, um, yeah, so it's good to see Randy Crewman back, though, because we know he can ride. Um, and he's starting to figure out this R6 and the R6 Cup over there. Um, it's weird. Uh, in the we had two ZX6s. And I always laugh about this, but I wonder how many ZX6s will be in the class next year. I think all of them. I think it'll be the ZX6 Cup, but we'll see because they have to produce a certain number of R6s to compete, right? Right. And uh, and so we'll see what that what that turns into. But, you know, Krumenacher having a great, great run there. Gonzalez, again, man, this guy doesn't do anything but finish races. He really does. And he finishes in sixth. He hey, faded a little bit, but he's there. Who's fighting for a podium, I think, too, in race, in yeah. race two? He definitely came on a lot stronger in race two. Um, and then kind of faded back and forth and um, a bit, but uh, no, he he definitely he ebbed and flowed quite a bit through these races. But no, like you're saying, he's getting great experience running up front with these guys and the the, the company that he's keeping, you know, in Randy Krumenacker, Jules Clusel, Philip Odell, Stephen Odendahl, and Dominic Dominic Egerter. You know, these aren't these aren't just any ones that are out. You know riding on a Saturday afternoon. I mean, these are really strong and really aggressive racers that, and he's not, yep. he's not bashful, you know, he's taking it right to them. Yeah, no, he's not backing down. And that's really, and that's really good. You know, you know, he, he's, it's a giant learning curve, but he seems to be learning. And, uh, I'm, I'm thinking we'll see a podium from this guy before the year's over. And, you know, I just, I just, in awe of the race finish streak that he's running on right now. Yeah. He just does. He just finishes races. I mean, when he doesn't have it, he's like, "Oh well, I'm gonna finish the race, bring it home. Don't want to give my crew any more work than they need. They already have a lot." So, you know, so he's doing a great job. Uh, seventh was Kenan Chu. Uh, good for him. It's about time. I think we've all thought it, but you know, good for him getting that finish. It's. Uh, I, I'm I'm hopeful that. This is the start of something good for Ken Anchu because we know he's a talented rider. So hopefully we can see him start to move up to the front because he's aggressive too. So I want to see some more, adding another aggressive personality for, I mean, this is must-see TV, really. Yeah, I mean, he was running some of the faster laps of all those leaders, I think, at, some, at one point during these races, too. So he, That's right. he was certainly yep. strong, but it's getting through that pit. You know, this track's definitely a, almost a one-line track through many, many parts of it. Yeah. So um, being creative and trying to find those passing zones here can definitely be a challenge. But, you know, obviously he is able to navigate that somewhat well. And, you know, and once again, ebbed and flowed a little bit with these groups. But, no, like you're saying, I think – He's going to be something to watch for as well, as long as he can keep the bike up. You know, and these were this was a good weekend yep. for him as far as finishes go. Yeah, absolutely, he did that. And in eighth, we had Federico Caracasulo. Now, Federico Caracasulo left the team after the weekend. Right. No longer. So yeah, yeah, and Valentin will be filling in for him. Uh, you know, Valentin from Moto America. Right. Absolutely. Um, yep. so, so yeah, I mean. It's really interesting. Like I, I don't. I'd really like to know that story. I don't know that we ever will, but and, I'd really like to know what happened. And you know, Caracasulo this year to me is disappointing in a word, I guess. Oh, um, I agree. He has he, not. You know, he has not ridden well. No. So I mean, and 
and and I don't think it's so much the fact that you know these other guys are so much better, simply the fact that he's just underperforming. I um, I would agree with that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. because when he and when he and Randy Krumenacker were teammates at the uh, Evan Brothers Bartle um, Yamaha team, it was race after race that we would see either Federico um, Caracasulo win or Randy Krumenacker win, and the two would be fighting all the way down to the wire. And I'm sorry, but right now this guy's just going out and turning laps. It seems like. Yep. Well, he's not turning anymore. <laughs> oh. So. <laughs> so his he's done. Right. But um, in ninth we had. I, I, again, no. I, I really would like to know that story. Uh, in ninth, Coba, um, finishing there. I listen. Alcoba's easy to spot on the racetrack with that helmet, uh, but. <laughs> I, I, he, it seems with me with Alcoba, like he's always seems to be up at the front, about four laps with that front group, and then it just the downward spiral happens, right? right? And he just slides right. backwards. And I'm always curious of what causes that. Is it, is it tires? Is it fatigue on his part? Is it because he's fast? He's obviously can go fast. He just can't seem to do it over a race distance. So hopefully he'll get that figured out. And I know he's a super aggressive rider too. So I'd love to see as many of those guys up there that aren't afraid to make a move and go six wide into a front, into a corner, you know, <laughs> without hitting each other. Right. That's what I like. Um, and then uh, Mariah's in 10th. Again, we had eight R6s and two Kawasaki ZX6s in the top 10. Um one of the guys that went backwards, you know, from the previous weekend, I think was Luca Bernardi. He just didn't, he just did not look good in race one. He just didn't have it. Something either with the bike or himself. He just didn't, he just was there. He, he just, he struggled and, uh, hopefully we'll see him move back up. Um, Michelle Fabrizio is still racing in this class. So, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so weird to me to see this guy out there. But more power to him. If you want to race, buddy, you race. And, uh, you know, he probably thinks, you know what? Those big bikes, that's too much work. I'm going to get on these little bikes. Yeah. This will be fun. Yeah. And uh, But maybe, you know, maybe he's out there just, uh, just for fun or, or maybe they're paying him. And he's just like, hey, I'm hurting for a dollar. So... Let me do it. I mean, what else did you think about race one? Anything stand out to you? Not particularly, no. I, I mean, you know, we saw Nikki Tooley didn't finish the race, um, so that was one Well, that was a then, scary crash, man. Yeah. Oof. Ooh, he needs to be careful. Yeah, and, and, and once again, Rafaela De Rosa crashes again, so um, I, I mean, oh. I'm, I'm kind of... Bobus. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little upset with her. And, and same thing with... with uh, you know, race two, didn't finish the race again. So, no, I'm not... Uh, I'm not... I'm not Super thrilled with uh, the way that Rafael De Rosa has been performing this year. Mm. Should I should I at him on our uh, announcement for our new podcast? Uh, you might as well. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I agree with you. You know, he. De, I wrote that down. De Rosa, another crash. I don't know how many races he's finished this year, but it, and uh, he's got to figure that out. That's a problem. So. Um, he's had four non-scores so far this year. Okay. 
for how many races have they had? Six, eight, eight. Yeah. So half the races he hasn't finished. Right. That's that's not good. Can't do that. So, uh, let's see. Race two. Let's move on. Now, here's a big surprise. Dummy Egeter wins again. <laughs> Philip Odell finished. And then Randy Krumenacher with that aforementioned post. Um, look, five wins in a row. Uh, man. I mean, he's in the driver's I, seat know, of the championship right yeah, now. Yeah, he's in the he's driver's seat. 44 yeah, points absolutely, clear of man. Steve Nodendahl. Um, you know, Steve Nodendahl didn't finish race uh, – or excuse me, he did finish race two, but, you know, in 13th yeah. place he had the off, I think, yep. in the um, in the turn five, I think it was, um, the, the slow speed I think turn that's five. right, yep. um, So, you know, Eager really dominated and really kind of capitalized on that. Yeah, I mean, that's what you got to put your foot on their neck when they crash. And that's what champions do. I mean, he he did a great job. I, I, I mean, there's not. I mean, Egger is just running the super sport class right now, and and yeah. doing a, an unbelievable job at it. And and I tip my hat to him because, you know, long time that guy's been around for a long time, and I'm sure a lot of people thought that his window had passed, he had peaked already, or whatever, and. uh so I would really like to see him get a win, a world championship win here. That would be great. I think it would be, I think it would be fun, and I'm rooting for him. Uh, you know, Philip Odell finishing in second. That's a vast improvement over race one, in terms of uh, Dami Egeter he was. So really good, really step forward. Um, Randy Krumenacher, though, was the story. I mean, him getting back onto the podium, not knowing how to do the post-race interview, <laughs> that was classic. And, and and honestly, you know, Randy Krumenacher needs to be there every week. Honestly. He needs to be there or every week, and maybe we'll see that now because that's where he was this weekend. So hopefully we can start to see that. You know, Randy Grumenacker was really aggressive in this race, I felt like. Um, I think going into the Ramshook, he made some really aggressive moves, but clean. It, you know, he didn't take anybody out. Um, but he definitely kind of sent a message to some of these guys that have been used to running with, you know, Agater, Odell, uh, Cluzel, and, you know, Odin all those guys up front. You know, I think he wants to let these guys know, okay, I'm back, I'm coming. You know, like this, get ready because this is the way it's going to be. And, you know, he was, I, I think – if memory serves me correctly, when he, during his championship year, he was a very aggressive rider throughout the entire year. And, you know, he definitely, he wanted to be out front and leading races. And, um, you know, with this R16 that he's on now, I'm sure that he wants to get him right there and he wants to be leading these races again. And, um, like you said earlier, you know, it's really, really good to see a strong weekend from Randy Krubenacker. And, and I, I do enjoy his post-race interviews. Um, you know, even when he doesn't have to bend down and, and squat down to the mic. Um, uh, but, uh, <laughs> was I was, great. I was, I was excited. I was happy to see him on the podium. I, I really was. Yeah. It was, I think it's good for the, for the series to have him up there. I, I think he's a, he's a character and a great writer. And I think it's good for him to be there. You know, in, in fourth, Jules Cousel, I mean, I think this is kind of where Jules Cluzel is this year. I, I, like I said, I thought he would be winning races and 
but it's not to be. He will not win the championship this year. And hope, you know, for Jules, I I would just focus on the rest of the year trying to get more consistent, um, and maybe go ahead and start riding that Kawasaki because that's what we're going to be riding next year. I don't know. That's where I'd be. Right. I mean, it, it's it's got to consider too. You know, Jules Huzel was in fourth place because Bernardi got penalized for going outside the track limits on last lap too. Right. Yeah. So, no, so, he he did. So he really finished fifth, but so politics. That's a good segue, yeah. right? Politics. The FIM strikes again. Um, uh, but as but as the uh, the announcer on World Superbike said, the rules are the rules. They are. Oh, the I rules. agree. They're, they're the rules. Doesn't mean we can't. This they're is just our podcast, dumb. and we can say that they're stupid they're all day long. Yeah, that's right. The rules stupid. You're not. You're not saving anybody there. You're telling me that that was a safety issue. What happened to Locatelli? Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. All right. So, but Bernardi, you know, I should have mentioned that Bernardi was penalized with the long lap penalty in the first race because of uh, the incident with Takala. Um, but you know, he came back. He finishes fourth and then gets penalized to fifth. So okay. But it's a it's a decent rebound for Bernardi. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's been in that top five pretty much all year. Uh, so hopefully he can stay there or about thereabouts and uh, maybe even get up into that podium chase and. And mix it up with those guys. Uh, again, Gonzalez finishing in six. So two sixth-place finishes. I'm sure he wants to be higher. But again, man, the consistency and the level-headedness to keep finishing races. Yeah. He's got to be a dream for his team. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, he's, absolutely. He's they finishing races. Be, he doesn't. Yeah. yeah. We're not rebuilding so many spare parts right now. It's so good. So, I mean, but yeah, I, I think... Uh, this is definitely, definitely a good thing for uh, Gonzalez. He, he's great. And I think, like I said, I think we're going to see him on the podium later on this year. Pretty sure. I feel confident we will. Uh, seventh place again, Ken Chu. So, look, there's two top tens for Chu, And I'm, I just hope things are looking up. I'm a fan of this kid. I'm, and believe it or not, I am a fan of his brother. And... I want them to do well. I want the Anchu family to keep racing and, and do well. No, Where I, are you? You you the, feel the same way? Yeah, I agree with that. No, I I, I want to see another Kawasaki a little bit closer to the front, uh, you know, to fight for the podium, the final podium positions, and not just the, uh, you know, the Yamaha well, the, Cup up front. But no, I, I agree. Well, 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 we see with Philip Odell, the bike's got the potential to be there. Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt, yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, not to not to skip completely over Ken Anchu. Um, you know, Nikki Tooley finishing at eight, um, you know, and, and we see another manufacturer in addition to a Kawasaki up front with the MV. So seeing both of those guys, and, and like you said, with Philip Odell with multiple manufacturers in this R6 European Cup, um, it definitely is is encouraging. Um, Nikki Tooley has had on and off speed, I think, all year. You know, he looked really, really fast in Aragon, um, but unfortunately had a crash. And I don't feel like we've really seen quite that kind of speed since then, um, that, that runaway speed that he seemed to have. Um, so hopefully he can find that and start fighting back towards the front again. Yeah. I would love to see, or Nikki is the only one, but I, I, not the only one. Is he the only one? Yeah. But you know, I'd love to see him put that thing up on the, uh, on the podium. That would be great to see MV Augusta up there. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love it. Um, so I think for me, one of the, the biggest things is, you know, for Nikki Tooley is that consistency. And, and we see that he can put down some laps. Let's put yeah. some fast times in. 
Um, he was he was about a second pace for Agater, so his fastest. So he didn't have it this weekend, but there's been some weekends where he's putting slaps of the race. So we know he can do it. He's just got to do it. Right. No, I um, agree. So on that note, you know, we have um, Mark Alcoba finishing in ninth. And, and I, I I just feel like he kind of struggled as the race went on this, this time. I mean, just, he, you know, he, Brought it home in a top ten. That's good. That's good for him. But I know that he's got a little more pace than that Yamaha. I think maybe the next round we'll see him hopefully move up closer to the front because he really wasn't very close this time. Yeah, um, he, was, he was close to eighth place with Nicky Tooley. He didn't finish too far behind Nicky Tooley. It was a very close right. finish actually. But no, like you're saying, you know, still four seconds off of that seventh place with uh, Keanu Chu. So yeah, you know, they're definitely going to make a, right. a little bit, you know, tire preservation, whatever's going on throughout the race. If it's physical fatigue, we're just not not sure. Yeah. Well, and and then, you know, in uh, 10th place, we had Takala with the Calio Racing uh, R6. So, representing Finland. Um, that's such an interesting place, Finland. But I wonder if he can drive. You think? You know the Finns can rally drive. Oh, yeah. All of them. Like, if you're born Finnish, that genetic <laughs> propensity for rally driving, evidently. Um but yeah, so and then, but I did want to mention something. Um, saw which was finally see, the first Suzuki sighting of the year for me was this weekend. Yeah, I'm and, glad you mentioned it because I noticed that too. I was excited about it. Yeah, and I was like, finally a Suzuki in World Supersport, and I'm wondering now. You know, depending, you know, we've talked many times about SDK coming over. Hey, I wonder if SDK would want to come over and bring a Suzuki into the World Super Sport. Well, would that. so so that's the argument that we're going to get into is: Do we really want SDK to? And 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 this is going to come out wrong, so I'm going to go ahead and apologize. Do we really want SDK to come to the World Super Sport Championship, or do we want SDK to say, you know what? No, we're going to go all in, and we're going to go try to go to a Moto Two Championship, and that with the and uh, no. The, we want Moto Two Thank here, you. okay. But if that's not available and Akiyo is being a jerk, then go ahead and tag Akiyo in, in this post, please. Listen, I tagged him last time and KTM Racing, and they didn't say anything to us. So obviously, they don't value my opinion, which is their first mistake. They will one day. Just keep tagging. They will. That's right. They will one day. But I, I think you're right. No. Given my preferences, my dream scenario is to put SDK into Moto2 and watch him flourish and turn into a world champion. Okay. Having said all that. Um, you know what? I don't want to put SDK in Supersport over here because I don't know how much longer it is before Gorloff ends up in Supersport. Mm. And and uh, so I don't I don't want two Americans in Supersport. Although I kind of, I kind of would like to American super sport. You know what? I don't care. Americans everywhere. Let's do it, everywhere. Put Americans everywhere. That's the, that's what we're gonna do here. It's, fu- it's funny you say that because as soon as I saw the uh, GMT announcement from uh, Car- about Caracasulo, I immediately uh, read it to Ange and uh, and mentioned I said I wonder if they're gonna stick Gurloff in that, <laughs> in that seat. But I'll, I just saw <laughs> that they put Valentin Debees um, there already. 
Oh my gosh. What if they did that? Mm. That would that would hurt Gerloff's feelings, I think. I don't know. I don't know if how how his sensibilities are, but that might hurt his feelings. But what are you gonna do? So yeah, man. Well look I, look, it was a great weekend of racing. Um the races were really good, especially early laps in super sport and, and super bike. Um, there was some really exciting stuff happening. You know, I, I, I thought in race two that Scott Redding was hanging on there to Ray a little bit. And I was like, okay, maybe Scott's got something, you know, for, for uh, Johnny Ray here. Um, but it wasn't to be. Right. And we saw Jonathan Ray take a hold of can and control championship in world superbike well top rack's not out of it yet though yeah he had help he had help yeah top rack's just going to be really behind the eight ball and on the back foot you know for the rest of the season it's still a long season um you know what are we about a third of the way into it i think now um yeah so you know top rack's top rack's been riding well you, you know and and oh he's been he's really has he really has he's, he's really still riding well that yeah. wasn't his fault no, absolutely not. You know, and that would have been another strong finish, I think, from Top Rack. I don't know if Top Rack had the fin- the the win pace. Um, uh, you know that that weekend um, on Sunday. I but, don't think um, he would have won, but he would have finished on the podium. Yeah, and yeah, he would have seen have points. lost twenty five yeah, points. He, he certainly, yeah, would have, yeah, yeah. So, so tough weekend. Yeah, but tough weekend for Top Rack. It is, but and, uh, and yeah. Yamaha overall. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think. Uh, what I, I picked up a lot of things this week, you know. I, I think in this, in that, the super, in the super bike, it was just how good a champion Jonathan Ray is. I mean, he is, he is what a champion should be. He really is on track. He's just so steady. Uh, yeah, he made a mistake in Donington. No big deal. Didn't rattle his confidence. Mentally tough. Got back out there and had a great weekend. I think for me in Supersport, the biggest thing was watching Dami Egeter, and especially the last 10 laps, he seems to turn, you know what I mean? Like he just, he's okay, now let's really see what you guys have. Yeah. I've been riding with you, you've been leading, I've been following, and I'm guessing he's just not using his tire very much because that guy is flying on the last few laps. Just unbelievable, so... You know, we've got two guys really, really, the cream is really rising to the top in these championships right now. Well, yeah, I mean, Dami Egeter's got a little bit of an edge, too. I mean, he knows what those e-bikes, you know, he's used to the e-bikes roasting tires in those sprint races. So, you know, I think he can, He's he knows how to manage them just a, a little bit better. Of course, it's a different manufacturer, you know, go from Michelin tire to Pirelli. Sure. So, um, But that's all even more impressive to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's going yeah. from an R6 on Pirelli's to a super heavy electric bike on Michelin. I mean, that's for you and I, we can't tell the difference in the tires, but well, I can, I know I like what I get out of my saying, not like these guys. So it is super impressive to see him do what he's doing. And you're right. Maybe that Moto E riding is helping him out. And, uh, probably the FIM is going to outlaw that. Now you're no longer, even watch another series races because it gives you an unfair advantage and uh if we catch you doing it at your house you're fired or we dock you 100 world championship points so look for that on the next on the 22 the 2022 uh edition of the fim rulebook we'll see if that happens things are already big enough i'm sure (laughs) 
oh, there's a lot of rules. A lot of them are stupid. I think you and I could go out and make like a two pages of the rules. Follow these rules. <laughs> and then two pages of bike regulations. And then you're good. Our, yeah, our, well, yeah, okay. I think our definitions page is going to be a little bit extensive, you know, because rule number one, obviously, don't be an idiot, you know, and, and you know, but the definition right. of idiot is, going, is yeah. defined <laughs> as, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, so I, I totally get that. But I, you know, I ranted hard on Garrett Gerloff tonight. I am really frustrated with Garrett Gerloff, but I'm a huge fan of Garrett Gerloff, and that's why I'm frustrated. And um, I'm hoping that Garrett Gerloff can turn it around. And and I and I have to be honest, man. I am truly rooting for Dami Egeter to win this world championship because I know that Dami Egeter has been around the block, man. I saw him when he was in Moto Three and Moto yeah. Two, and man, what a what a big win this would be. So hopefully this will all work out and he'll be able to pull it in this year. Definitely, definitely agree with that. Yeah. So. I mean, I you know we've talked about a lot, Bo. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add? No, we we had you know for for only going over two classes, I think we had a really a lot to unpack. We had a lot to discuss. You know, like you said, we talked a lot about the girl off um, incidents um, at, at length, yeah. really. Um, but uh, you know, I think we covered we covered a lot of them, a lot of the important stuff. I believe. I'm sure Dan will let us know what we missed. And, oh, uh, for sure. Dan's going to yeah. disagree with 90% of what I said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, basically, we did it wrong. But that's okay. That's what we like. At least he's listening. We still love you, Dan. You know, he's... Yeah, no, absolutely. But at the same time, you know, we we uh, we want to wish everybody out there in podcast land, you know, we want to wish you well. And, and listen, if you guys are listening, please give us a rating on your podcast if you can do that. Again, if it's a bad rating, keep it to yourself. <laughs> if you don't have anything nice to say, anything. But it really helps us and, and allows us uh, some flexibility, and we appreciate that. And if you're not follow, following us on Instagram or Facebook, uh, we're bo- on both of those sites. And and we will be, uh, we'll be there at Parked in Turn 1. So... From uh, Captain Novice and my friend Bo, to all you guys out there in podcast land, we want you to keep that shiny side up, that rubber side down, and just have a great rest of your week. Take care, guys. Good night.